It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto Podcast, your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews. I hope you're all doing well. If you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button as well as the thumbs up button and leave a comment below. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please give me a five-star rating. And friendly reminder, my podcast audio is available on all podcast platforms and websites, Apple, Spotify, you name it. So be sure uh, to check in there as well if you're you know, driving in the car or you want to watch the video on YouTube. That's fine as well. And one way you can help support the channel in a free manner where you don't have to pay anything is to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Link will be in the description. It's on Substack. Once again, 100% free. All right, let's jump into the news. We got big crypto regulation news, my friends. Two major items today, very important, and it's a move in the right direction. First up, U.S. lawmakers moved to clarify definition of brokers in the 2021 infrastructure law. The bill would exclude miners, stakers, and other parties who have uh, who, excuse me, who may not have the tax reporting information needed to otherwise comply. Many of you may recall the 2021 infrastructure bill debacle. And of course, the entire crypto industry was up in arms about this. And there was a big pushback and it actually held up the infrastructure bill from being passed. Um, some of you may recall that it was during the summer of 2021. And it came down to one guy who voted not to make the amendment. And he was on his, or at the end of his tenure, I believe he was out of Alabama. His name escapes me, but it came down to that. I, I think people were so upset, but you know, the silver lining here is it brought more members of Congress together, Democrats and Republicans to work on crypto infrastructure, excuse me, crypto regulation. Uh, so that is certainly the silver lining. So the members of Congress who supported this are are Senators Pat Toomey, Republican out of Pennsylvania, Mark Warner, Democrat out of Virginia, Cynthia Lummis, Republican out of Wyoming, Kristen Sinema, Democrat out of Arizona, and Rob Portman, Republican out of Ohio. Isn't it a beautiful thing to see these Democrats and Republicans working together uh, because they don't often work together and they don't often agree with each other, but they're coming together on crypto, guys, because crypto is here to stay. It is important. It's going to be part of the GDP and the economy moving forward. And it's a global asset class. If the United States does not move fast and get clarity and get things in order, other countries will surpass the United States. So once again, good to see 
this bill and this stipulation within the infrastructure bill uh, is being addressed, guys. It's so important. So according to a press release, the bill is identical to a proposed amendment that the group submitted last year when the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act was being considered by Senate. The law proposed enforcing stricter tax reporting requirements on brokers facilitating crypto transactions. However, lawmakers and crypto industry advocates warned uh, alike warned that the language might be overly broad. Yeah, it was definitely broad and could inadvertently enforce these same requirements on individuals, miners and wallet manufacturers who would not be able to record or report any kind of information that the brokers could. So once again, guys, this was a crappy uh, stipulation within that infrastructure bill. So glad to see this is being addressed. Uh, here's a quote, nothing in this section or the amendments made by this section shall be construed to create any inf inference that a person described includes any person solely engaged in the business of A, validating distributed ledger transactions without providing other functions or services, or B, selling hardware or software for which the sole function is to permit persons to control private keys which are used for accessing uh, or accessing digital assets on a distributed ledger, the text of the new bill said. So the U.S. Senate did not vote on the Wyden-Toomey-Loomis amendment. The lawmakers instead sought unanimous consent to approve the amendment as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a Democrat out of New York, had closed the ordinary process to hasten the overall bill's passage. However, Senator Richard Shelby, Republican out of Alabama, and that's the gentleman I was referencing earlier, blocked the unanimous consent over an unrelated military spending amendment. So guys, TLDR here, uh, we're going to get this fixed and we're putting, you know, the amendment last year didn't get to go through but this new bill will fix it. And we have bipartisan support. So a big win because this respective stipulation in the infrastructure bill would be very hard for uh, stakers and wallet uh, manufacturers and miners, of course. It's just ridiculous. So great news here. And Eleanor Tourette um, of Fox Business, she said that this respective bill, um, she's told that it could pass this year if attached to another must-pass piece of legislation. So that's good, guys. It could make it through. And once again, it has bipartisan support. Now, the next bill here, or, and, and next uh, legislation that was put forward by members of Congress is important because it gives the CFTC more control of the crypto market. It takes more power away from the SEC. So Jake Traversky of the Blockchain Association uh, gave a rundown on this. He said, four members of the Senate Agriculture Committee just introduced the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act, the third bill this year, making the CFTC primary regulator for crypto spot markets. It's a good bill overall and confirms a growing consensus for CFTC regulation. That's what we need, guys. We've been talking a lot about the SEC their draconian laws, their enforcement, their um, oh, excuse me, overreach on enforcement and their regulation by enforcement, which is other nonsense and bullshit. And uh, we see people 
are calling out Gary Gensler in the SEC. And obviously, the Ripple lawsuit is the big lawsuit happening right now, the high-profile one, which we want Ripple to win. Even if you hate Ripple or you don't own XRP, if you own Cardano and Solana and whatever else, you, you want Ripple to win because Gensler is going to go down the list. He's going to target these different crypto uh, assets and even go after the exchanges. Like you see him going after Coinbase. They went after BlockFi, find them $100 million and so forth. So Jake continues. He said, the heart of the bill is a requirement that digital commodity platforms like exchanges and brokers register with the CFTC and follow certain rules aimed at protecting consumers, disclosing risks, and preventing manipulation. Sounds reasonable. Most people are on board with this. And that's what uh, Jake has had to say. He said the bill looks to improve upon similar proposals for CFTC spot jurisdiction in the DCEA House Agriculture and the RFIA, which is uh, Lummis and Gillibrand. Secondary market regulation is a top priority in DC. So don't be surprised if one of these bills or a combined version becomes law next year. So we are moving in the right direction here, guys. And here's some more details um, that I want you guys to know about because uh, the Blockworks, oh, excuse me, Blockworks, they covered it here, uh, talking about the SEC's roughly six times the size of the CFTC. Um, and they will still control, obviously, a majority of crypto, but we want to take away as much as we can from uh, the SEC and move it to the CFTC. So Senators Debbie Stabenow, if I'm saying that right, Democrat out of Michigan, John Boozman, Republican out of Arkansas, authored a bill dubbed the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act, and it introduced and introduced it on Wednesday. So guys, great news, right? We're seeing uh, a pushback on the SEC. We're seeing uh, legislation put forth to have the CFTC control more of the crypto market. And that's what we need. We need that balance of power and we need to uh, disarm Gary Gensler and the SEC because they are not doing a good job. And this is why I've continued to cover the Ripple lawsuit and all the hypocrisy and the lies and the conflicts of interest of the SEC. And I've encouraged you all to contact your uh, representatives and continue to make content and continue to tweet. Our voices are being heard because of social media. Our voices are being heard like never before. And as I gave the with the example of the infrastructure bill, we held up the infrastructure bill last year, my friends, all of us in the crypto market who tweeted, who were angry about it and started contacting representatives and so forth. We did it. And we can do it again and slow down the SEC and their draconian moves and uh, regulation by enforcement. So this is very important. We got to fight. You know, many of you may recall my interview with Raul Powell, macro investor, and we talked about this. And his exact statements were, we have to fight. Uh, Gary Gensler is protecting the incumbents, which are the big banks, the JP Morgans, the Goldman Sachs of the world who are being disrupted. Capital is leaving their pockets and going into crypto. They don't like that. And when you have these blockchain networks that are enabling the movement of money and cross-border payments and so forth, that is a disrupting a lot of their respective business. Uh, and it's, it, But look, they can't stop the disruption. We've seen it. Technology continues to progress. Disruption will happen. It's either you adapt or you die. Look at Blockbuster and what happened to them, right? They did not adapt to the internet. And Netflix stole their lunch and now bankrupt, gone. Uh, you know, one of those uh, 
uh, brands that will kind of live in infamy, right? Of just, they were a monster at one point, but had a clear example of not ad adapting to the new technology. Now, Kristen Smith, who's head of uh, the or excuse me, executive director of the Blockchain Association. Uh, she tweeted out some really insightful and great uh, thoughts here around crypto and the need for regulation and, and the outlook for crypto as well. She said, crypto is here for good. This year tested us. Macro conditions, project failures, but the industry is building and will emerge stronger than ever. As I look ahead to 2023, I'm optimistic we'll finally see a much needed legislation for crypto. Here are five reasons why. First, there is consensus among policymakers, investors, and industry that a bill is needed. Most federal and state agencies have done their best to regulate crypto using existing authority, but there are gaps, notably with stablecoins and spot markets, that require new law. Second, recent bills are bipartisan. So I just told you guys about that, right? So I'm going to skip through that. But she said bipartisan issues are rare. We'll get a balanced bill with both sides involved. So that's a good sign, my friends, the bipartisanship. Third, lawmakers agree that CFTC is the preferred regulator of crypto spot markets. All three efforts I've mentioned uh, have this in common. Here's one, excuse me, here's more on the latest bill introduced today. So the, that was the one I just told you guys about the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act. Uh, she said, fourth, the policymaker education gap is closing. The Biden executive order on digital assets pose thoughtful policy questions that the federal agencies will respond to in reports to be released this fall. This will help educate those on Capitol Hill who hold a pen. This is significant, guys. I don't, all politics aside, whether you love Biden or you hate Biden or whatever you think about Biden, this move was significant. It forced the regulators and people who weren't paying attention to pay attention Go out and study it. Bring back your reports. And this is going to raise the bar, guys, because it's going to help more members of uh, government to focus on crypto and get their ducks in a row. Fifth, she says the crypto industry is ready to be a constructive partner. In the past year, the industry made a real investment in D.C. The number of uh, policy professionals thinking about these issues has skyrocketed. We are ready to have a seat at the table. And she said, new legislation isn't guaranteed. I handicap uh, on, it's, it's, I think it's, it's here, handicap odds of uh, a bill becoming law about 40% by the end of 2023 and 60% by the end of 2024. This may sound like a coin toss, but this is high. 99% of bills don't make it past the introduction phase. This is the best chance crypto has had. So things are moving the right direction, guys. And she says, to be clear, uh, Blockchain Association doesn't agree with every provision in this in the bills I've mentioned here, but we appreciate the open process and a chance to make our case to the lawmakers involved. Finally, she said, the moment for legislation is upon us. Thank you to all the members of Congress who are taking this need for, uh, for sound regulation seriously. We look forward to being a resource to you in the coming months ahead. So... Well said, well said. I think she summarized a lot of my sentiments and feelings. We're moving in the right direction. We're seeing bipartisan support. Uh, things may not be in a perfect, you know, position, but they're in a well, a, a good position. You know, it's not perfect, but it's good, and we're moving in the right direction. Now, Ripple's 
General Counsel Stuart Alderati uh, talked about crypto regulations today, uh, specifically referenced you know, the SEC and library. He said, the SEC argued in, in library, even if a fraction of people buy a token for investment purposes, you've, you're in securities land. Does every jeweler know now book a one-way ticket to securities land because a fraction of their customers are investing in the oldest commodity gold? Uh, he says the SEC keeps re relegating the CFTC to the kids' table. That's their regulation by enforcement strategy. Attack projects with varying resources so they can expand their jurisdiction beyond securities by telling judges with a straight face, we're the government, so we must be right. Uh, Stewart says, time for the industry to lock arms and defend this overreach together. Absolutely. So well said there by Stewart. Now, uh, J.W. Verrett, who I've interviewed, and he's a securities lawyer, and he's he's no he knows the folks at the SEC. He actually, I remember in my interview with him, he said he spoke to uh, Jay Clayton before he filed a Ripple lawsuit. Uh, so this guy is heavily connected to the government. He replied to Stewart's tweet saying, "Go all the way to SCOTUS, Stewart." So the Supreme Court. I'll do an amicus in support. The SEC has a long and terrible record before SCOTUS with its efforts to unreasonably expand the reach of its power. So this could go very high, guys, in, in government, and we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully uh, they do take it to that level and, and put the pressure on Genser, even more pressure than he's uh, already under. Now, let's move ahead to some other news. MasterCard CFO, their chief financial officer, says they will continue to expand in areas such as crypto and e-commerce. Of course they will. <laughs> they will be foolish not to because everybody, as you all may be seeing, is headed in that direction. A world running on blockchain and crypto, of course, is going to be a part of that and tokenization on the blockchain, guys. Uh, smart contracts, you know, I, I think in next 10 years, everything that we're doing uh, as it relates to contracts will be on the blockchain. Now, Robinhood's latest round of layoffs will not stop them from launching crypto products, executives say. So Robinhood, of course, laid off some folks. They had some Q2 losses, but similar to MasterCard, they can't stop. Because you have to keep innovating. Remember, you have to adapt or die. Innovate or die if you don't. So this is the future. Crypto and blockchain, they know what they have to do. So the company seeks to use its $6 billion balance sheet to potentially acquire companies at attractive valuations. Um, boy, I wish I was in this position to go buy some of these companies where the bear market has dropped their valuations and... Um, you know, you can make out well in the, in the years ahead as this asset class grows. So regardless of the recession and what's happening with these companies and their books, they are still looking to build out their crypto services and products, guys. That should make you bullish that they see what's on the horizon. And it's just a matter of going through the market cycles. So if your portfolio is down now, uh, this is, of course, an opportunity to buy more and add it to your portfolio, not financial or investment advice. I'm just telling you uh, what, it, you know, a typical principle. It could be in stocks as well. It could be in real estate, right? Buy low, sell high. When there's blood in the streets, that's a time you want to be greedy. Uh, when the, we're headed to new all-time highs and there's mass euphoria, that's a time you want to be bearish and you want to be looking to take profit. So it's boom and bust cycles, guys. And that's playing out in the crypto market as well. 
Finally, uh, some not so good news. Uh, you know, the Terra Luna collapse, of course, happened, guys. We, we all know about that. But it was reported that a South Korean VC firm, Hashed, confirms that they lost $3 billion in Luna's collapse. Holy crap. $3 billion. Man, that must have hurt. Uh, that's that's a big time loss. I don't know if they're going to survive, but man, the whole Luna debacle was was tough. A lot of folks took a hit there. Finally, we we talked about it yesterday. Solana, the wallets that support Solana were were hacked. It looks like the number of uh, funds it, yesterday we reported was five million. It's up to six million, and it was uh, likely tied to the Slope wallet. You know, we also talked about the Phantom wallet and so forth, and. I hope, you know, many of you who hold Solana, you got it off of these hot wallets that are connected to the internet and you put it on a cold wallet, such as a hardware wallet, like a Ledger Nano S and X. If you want to get one of those wallets, link in the description. That is what I use to store my crypto. I have my private keys and it's a, a great solution. And, you know, you'll have peace of mind. You can sleep at night, you know, if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars of crypto or millions of dollars in crypto, you know where it is and you you can put that hardware wallet in a safety deposit box or a safe. Uh, it's, it's just a, a way better option. And, uh, uh, you know, be careful with these hot wallets, guys. We are still in what I would call, and I talked about it yesterday, the web 1.0 version of a lot of these technologies. And as always, 1.0 of any technology is usually not great, right? It's got uh, vulnerabilities. There's there's some sort of flaw, but that doesn't mean it's not here to stay or it won't get better. There just needs to be future iterations to make it better, guys. Just like the web, you know, the web was crappy in the dial-up days. Websites could get hacked easily. Information could be stolen. Um, and don't get me wrong, some of that still happens, but it's not as uh, bad as it was in web 1.0. So think of it as crypto or blockchain 1.0, and we still got to get these uh, functionalities and these on and off ramps up to a new level of security. Uh, and, and, and so you want to be careful, right, guys? Uh, hardware wallet's the way to go to keep the majority of your funds. Anyway, that's the news, my friends. What do you think about these crypto regulation news items? Uh, once again, the big uh, two big ones here, the clarification of the broker's uh, language in the infrastructure bill. And of course, this new bill to uh, give the CFTC more power over the crypto market, which of course removes some of that, that power transfers from the SEC over to the CFTC. Let me know what you guys think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later.